Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com IMTB and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It's easy. Go to audibletrial.com IMTB. Honestly, they're not that bad. Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I am Fern here with Dom. Hello. So we're in the first week of 2020. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone really had a, I'd say, from the view of the internet, right? 2019 was a bad year for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So when we came, so we have this new start, new mm-hmm. year. I mean, what's the worst that could happen? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, I mean, what's, I mean, it's not like the doomsday clock has inched that much closer to midnight, is it? We're basically at 11.59 and, like, 59 seconds. Maybe, because, uh, well, as you guys know, it's pretty devastating news, but the J.J. cut of the new Star Wars movie is not being released. And, Ridiculous. Yeah, and that... <laughs> Like, probably one of the worst things we heard, right? Because we thought this was a movie that he wanted to give us. Yeah. But in reality, mm. there's a better movie out there. Oh, the, you know the movie man. that no one knows about? Yeah. No one's seen? But you know, the fans are, like, craving for saying that's the real movie? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 upsetting that we're never going to get that movie. Bombing Iran. <laughs> it has nothing on this. What? Australia, almost completely gone as a continent. Us who? Not nothing on this because Disney also has shot that down in in flames because they're like, oh no, we're not we're not going to do that. Like because Disney had already said like what we release is canon. Like they they won't even go back and give us the like original Star Wars right without minus all the special edition stuff. They're not gonna they're not gonna do it. They're never going to do it. You're never going to... You'll see the deleted scenes later, but you're never going to see that. Like, <gasps> give us the JJ cut. Oh, my oh my God. Like, it's the whole stupid, like, where's the Snyder cut? <laughs> Zack Snyder's cut of this movie was so much better. And it's like... <clears throat> but that's not the movie we got. <clears throat> you guys thought... If we bring in Joss Whedon, well, he did the Avengers. So that's what... That must have been what the, why the Avengers was so good, right? Because Joss Whedon did it, right? <laughs> and then he comes in and he gives you his Justice League, and it's like, oh, this sucks. Oh, wait, can we go back? What, how come Batman was awesome in, like, Dawn of Justice, but he's not in this movie? It's just one of those things where it's like, just can't get over it. I mean, we've talked about Star Wars already, but... It's it's just one of those things where it's like, how do you guys live? I don't know. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like I'm over here like, oh, new episode of, of um, Resistance recorded. Uh, I gotta, I'm gonna watch it. But then there's other people that are like, oh, let me tell you what, Ray's never gonna get uh, her own uh, spinoff story slash whatever Disney's doing. Um, um, hey, she's not really that important. Um, it's like, why are you making these videos? It's just clickbaity videos because it's all it is is like, 
what they never explained in Rise of Skywalker. And it's like, you watch it and you're like, well, no, that, that was explained. Or like, I get that they're not explaining it, but they're not explaining it for a reason. Or like with like Rose or something. Like, it's like, yeah, I get that she was an important character in the second movie, but the reason why she has a minimized role is if a character doesn't have a bigger role, it's for a reason. I'm not saying they're unimportant. It's just in this context of this story, they're not as important than, as they were before. Like, you can see that. Like, her character was more important in Last Jedi, right? Her character isn't as important in this one. I, I get, like, I'd like to see more. Like, we, we talked about how much, like, flack she got from being in The Last Jedi, but that's not what they did, unfortunately. Like, I'm not going to sit here and, and disagree with them, right? Maybe she should have got more screen time. Maybe you could have cut this or added that, whatever, right? But the fact of the matter is, that's not what we got. You can sit here and bitch and, and complain and play the, well, if if we got that game. Like, I, I, I saw an article, and it was like, The Last Jedi should have just made Snow Darth Plagueis. It would have made Rise of Skywalker better. And I was like, well, see, how? Yeah. Well, see, no, here's the thing. When people say that thing, it's like, obviously, yeah, it would. Because you would take this thing that was... Of a, it was a legend, right? Mm-hmm. Comes out of left field, so amazing. Of course it would, but we didn't get that. Does yeah. that make? The, does it mean the movie's worse? No, no. That's what I was trying to say. With like, sure, maybe there's some things I wish they would have done different. Maybe some things I wish I would have seen more or seen less of. But even with that, the movie is still great. I still loved it. I, st- you know, I still want to take my nephews to see it. Like. Just because something is better doesn't make the other thing worse. That's like saying, oh, you know what would make the movie better? Is if Han Solo was actually this super, like, sh- like he was super strong with the Force. But see, he denied it this whole time. And that's why, like, Ben was so good with it. But when he died, that, see, he was actually a Force ghost. But, like, the most powerful. Like, you could have said all this shit. Yeah. And it's like. Okay, yeah, that would be kind of cool, but um, we didn't get that, yeah. so doesn't matter. What you're, what they're literally doing is they're making fan fiction about this is why it's not good. Insert fan fiction, and that's why this movie sucked. And it's yeah. like that's not the fucking movie. Like no. you're literally just making shit up at this point. Yeah, and then a lot of the times they're like, the Rise of Skywalker uh, just invalidates the Last Jedi, and I'm like, no, it didn't because. If you watch The Last Jedi and then you watch this film, the whole point of The Last Jedi was that they needed to fail, right? They were constantly failing and they needed to see that maybe they have to like look at the things that they're doing and change it, right? And that's what they did in The Rise of Skywalker. I don't understand like like literally the last I don't know, the the last couple of minutes they built this whole scene on no one's coming. No one's here. No one like because they've been alone this whole time, no one cares. Mm-hmm. We're all gonna die. Mm-hmm. This is it. And then, and then everyone shows up. And then this guy's like, "Hey, you guys, I just got back from fucking this robot, and I brought all my friends." <laughs> Wait, did you say a robot? Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, like we already said. I think everything we could last time, or like the other time when we reviewed it last year. But I don't know. I think it's dying out, like, this whole, like, stupid idea where it's like, 
But like this is what I wanted to see happen. Yeah. Like it's I think well, it's dying a it's little bit. Just, the reason why it's so bothersome is because we've heard all this before. Yeah. Like three, four years ago with the DC universe. We've heard fandom talk like this already, right? Mm. Where they want to talk your ear off about this non-existent shit. And it's yeah. just like, but that's not what it is. That's not how it mm. is. Like, you can just enjoy this, right? But instead, you're bitching because this character in this one story didn't show up because that would have made the movie ten times better or... This was too exciting and fun and fast-paced. And that's not Star Wars. I hated it. Yeah. I just really want all this to die away, right? Because mm-hmm. there's, there's not going to be Mandalorian for a while. Yeah. It's not going to be a Star Wars movie for a while. Uh, Resistance is going to be wrapping up right now. There's pretty much going to be no Star Wars for like probably a year, most likely. At least. Yeah. And then hopefully when we come back... People are gonna be like, "Yeah, you know, I don't like. I don't really love the Disney stuff, but like, it, like when you look at it, it's a pretty like intriguing saga." Oh my god! It's it's just it's tiring. Yeah, just knowing that these people exist and that I'm I'm a part of technically I'm a part of a fandom that has like some of the worst fans ever. Yeah, uh, and it it sucks, but at the same point, it's like. I'm enjoying this no matter what. I don't care. I don't need your 30-year-old movie to tell me what's good and what's bad. I don't I don't need to be a real yeah, four, Star 40. Wars oh, 40. I don't need to be a real Star Wars fan by quoting every single line in the original and only in the original is the the prequels that they're not that great, but they're better than this new one. Like I don't need any of that dumb shit. Like I said, I, I'll watch a fucking cartoon because it says Star Wars. Either way, it's like, it's just dumb, and I don't want to deal with it, but I, shit keeps popping up. And like I said, hopefully after this year or so with no Star Wars, people will shut the fuck up. Yeah. This is the fucking news. So Terry Gillum, which you know who Terry Gillum is, right? He's from Monty Python, the funniest comedy group ever. He's still tired of Me Too and the white men being blamed for everything. He's the guy who, he basically was like, what? the people who made Black Panther didn't even go to Africa to like understand their culture. They know nothing about Africa. And it's like, yeah, they did. They, they went there with the costume designers, with the production designers, they studied like different cultures of the area that they were planning to put Wakanda. But he says that, oh, no, they didn't because he's white and he's right. Sorry, he's right. No, wait, he's what? Whatever. You know what I mean. And he has to mansplain it to everybody. I guess he was like um, promoting The Man Who Killed Don Quixote, which is a film that he made like years ago <laughs> that's barely being released because. It just took him a long time to produce it. He just wasn't getting a lot of the um, like money he needed. Uh, and then he, this is what he said in an interview. He was bored of talking about the film because I don't. You're talking about the film. I don't know why you're not. Why you're, why you're bored about talking about it? And that um, he he pivoted to calling the Me Too a witch hunt 
self-identifying as a melanin light male because he made a comment earlier about identifying as a black lesbian. And then he's tired of white males being blamed for everything that's wrong with the world, even though it's like... (laughs) It's literally the reason we're in, like, such terrible... (laughs) Oh, God. And then it just calls back to, like, his um, earlier statements back in 2018 when he's, like, he said that he's, oh, this is when he was saying that he was no longer a white man, that he's a black lesbian. Um, he's he's blamed for everything wrong, that white men are blamed for everything wrong. He says, I don't like the term black or white. I'm now referring to myself as a melanin-like male. I can't stand the simplistic, tribalistic behavior that we're going through at the moment. The moment. I'm talking about being a man accused of all the wrong in the world because I'm white-skinned. So I better not be a man. I better not be white. Okay, once I don't find men sexually attracted, I've got to be a lesbian. What else can I be? I like girls. These are just logical steps. I'm just trying to make you start thinking. He also said, because it trickled over into the Me Too movement, um, he said that there are many victims uh, in Harvey Weinstein's life, and I feel sympathy for them. But then Hollywood is full of various and various ambitious people who are adults and they make choices. We all make choices. And I could tell you who did, who did make the choice and who didn't. So basically he's saying, yeah, there's victims, but they also chose to have sex with them. Why did, it's not like they were pressured into it. It sounds like he pressured people into having sex with them. It kind of does. And then he was like, but they, uh, I didn't force them to. I just told him that if they didn't have sex with me, they wouldn't get this job. It's completely different. He said, the point is you make choices. I can tell you about a very well-known actress coming up to me and saying, what do I have to do to get in your film, Terry? I don't understand why people behave as if this hasn't been going on as long as there's been powerful people. I understand that men have had more power longer, but I'm tired as a white male of being blamed for everything that is wrong in the world. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, oh yeah, I'm tired of this happening. You mean how it just, how it just happened? Get out. We get blamed for everything. You know how long these three years have been? I've been gaslighting people since you were born. (laughs) And now, oh. I can't, it's just like, what am I supposed to, oh my God. I, I just like how it's like, people don't understand, like they, like they're so blind to like privilege that they can't even see like, Wait, he's, are, you, are you saying this old white comedian from England doesn't understand modern society? Yes. Oh, yeah. It sounds so no. familiar, doesn't it? That's... It's like a tale as old as white people. Yeah, it's just when people try to bring up the whole like witch hunt thing. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Like part of that is true. The the cancel culture thing is true, but yeah. it comes from the fact that this shit happens. Yeah, and it's been happening. And, and it's been happening underneath the table the whole time, but because everyone felt like they couldn't talk about it because I don't know you talk about it and all of a sudden, wait. Remember that one actress we used to have a long time ago? Whatever happened to her? And it's like, oh, because she's trying to speak out against this thing, you know, that happened to her years ago, and then now no one wants to hire her. Yeah, literally, Rose McGowan, her whole career was derailed because of that. 
because she chose to speak up. And for you, remember for years, people were like, oh, she's just crazy. She's, she's literally crazy. She's, she's like, she says all this, but no, like people, this and that. And then it turns out, oh, Harvey Weinstein was paying people to say she's crazy, to say she's crazy. And, and basically, yeah, like gaslighted her and the whole time, like he used his money to do his money and power to do this. And the, the funniest part is like, He's the biggest name in this whole thing, but he's not. It's not like he's the only person ever. And you know what? And it's funny too because it's like they also try. And, so just recently, to, as part of this whole thing, I'll bring up um, Ricky Gervais. He um, hosted the Golden Globes, and his whole monologue was about how, "Oh, shame on you, Hollywood, for being elites." And yet you guys act so liberally, and you talk about all this stuff. And like you should only you should just come up here, accept your award, and thank your God, and that blah blah blah, this and that, whatever, right? But it's like he he's also being hypocritical. He just doesn't want people to call him out on like his things, yeah. Because he literally just did that because like when because did you hear about J.K. Rowling where she um li- she liked and like hashtagged about this one? Yeah, it was like a. This lady anti. Well, basically, the lady was um like a scientist, and her stance is that there's only two genders. That's it. And the the reason why she was fired is because the court or the council, whoever fired her, they said that her stance was so harmful to anyone that was like that there because of her view that that it was just it was harmful to everyone. And so J.K. Rowling's like, well, no, because you need to support women and this and that. But it's like, but, like, shouldn't you be supporting all women? Not just because, oh, it's because you actually hate trans women. And and then uh, Ricky Gervais is, like, trying to support her and be like, you guys are so hypocritical because you guys don't support women, but now you want her to, like, hate women and this and that. And it's like, she's hating people because they don't fit her idea of like women, right? And now you want us to be like okay with that? No. Wait, so you seen this older white comedian from England doesn't understand modern society? <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, this that shit's dumb. It's it's it, literally like it, it all has a through line, doesn't it? Yeah. Like it's it seems like older white people just uh, well, the the funniest part thing a bit thing about that is that you know people are like all oh, praising him and all this stuff, and it's like he's an elite. Yeah, he's, he's richer, just as elite as he's them. richer than a lot of people there. Mm-hmm. He's yeah, he's part. The only difference is is that he's more conservative than, yeah, than them. Yeah, and and oh no, Dom. He it's just that he speaks the truth. No, he doesn't. Like I used to, I I loved Ricky Gervais. He, I thought he was hilarious. But more and more, I I like, I, like I hear from, like it's harder and harder. To, it's like the thing with Scarlett Johansson. It's like I love Scarlett Johansson, right? But it's harder and harder to defend her when she she opens her mouth and she says things like anything. Yeah, literally, <laughs> like Woody Allen is a great person. It's like no, stop it, don't. Why do you want me to hate you? Yeah. Um, I don't know this, that, that shit's so stupid because it's like, and dude, it's 2020. Literally we've grown in a society where 
people are like, hey, you guys, oh, like, uh, me and a group of people have been feeling depressed our whole time because we couldn't be who we are. Yeah. It's like, oh, that sucks. Like, what, what's wrong? And they're like, I just, you know, I want to identify as myself. And it's like, yeah, go ahead. And then all these old people are like, that's not how that works. When I grew up, my grandpa used to beat me and he raped my sister. And we're real Americans. And you're like, you just unloaded a lot on me. Dude. Yeah. I'm just saying. It sounds I, like I you have it. them because they, if they want to be non-binary, I don't give a shit. Yeah. That, that's who they are. That's who they exactly. are. Just like you want to be a white American. Yeah. I just don't give a shit. Because you want to be racist. Like, no, no, I voted for Obama. Okay. It's like, that doesn't mean you're not racist. Zing in the audience is one thing. Yeah. But then when you're up here preaching... About people coming up here preaching, it's like you're in the same boat, dude. But it's funny too because it's like some of these people, like I can under I can understand some of them, right? Like, but like people were like some people were using his argument as a way to like tear down like Patricia Arquette because she won. I forgot what she won for, but Patricia Arquette has been actively like bringing up and putting into the forefront. Like the inequality of pay and with women and like how women are treated in Hollywood. Like like she's been fighting for for like remember when she won for Boyhood? Like she brought that like when was Boyhood? What like three four years ago now? Like and even before that, people knew her as like fighting for that. It's like it's not like she's just walking up here one day and is like, hey, you should treat women equally now. And it's like oh, don't preach to us. It's like no, she's. She's literally actively been out there, like, fighting for, like, years for this. But we finally got to the point where it's like, wait a minute, they're not paid equal? Yes, that's what I've been saying this whole time. Yeah, the whole thing with his um, his speech was, like, there were so many people trying to be like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'm like that, too. And it's like, no, dude, you're not. No. He's just... He's literally doing exactly what he's preaching about, yeah. But to a different audience, yeah. He's making all the libertarians sit up and cheer and be like, "Yeah, you take them down." Yeah, you take those libs down. Yeah. Oh, like like I said, a lot of these people have been fighting for these causes for like Russell Crowe. He won an award. He didn't show up at all. He gave his speech to someone else because he's like, "Just read it for me," because. He's living in a country that is literally on fire because, oh, climate change. And it's like, he has to bring that up. Like, where else do you have a platform that you can, like, bring these things? Like, it's funny, too, because they're at an award show, right, for film and, and entertainment, TV shows, whatever. And the thing is, with a lot of this, you know entertainment you can make whole tv shows about certain political subjects uh what was it like they won for chernobyl and the one and the one guy was like talking about how like that was like a like it's kind of like a political statement with that tv show yeah and all this stuff and it's like so you're saying that they made this tv show and this was like a artful way to show you like hey look at this guys it's kind of bad and then they win for that award, but then they can't go up there and speak about it? No, they need to leave that off the stage. It'd be like, um, 
if when they see us won, which <laughs> they'll never win, but if if, <laughs> if they won, and then they 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 got up like Ava Duvet Duvet whatever got up and she was like, yeah, you know this is so important that you know look at how long it's been and that we still see this like happening to our black youth today. And then Ricky Gervais gets up and says, "You shouldn't be talking about that. You don't know mm-hmm. anything about that." Yeah, it's like. Literally, the whole TV show is about that. It's about how these guys were just young and of color, and then they did it. No, no other. And hey, I get it. That happened years ago. It's not like that still happens to. Oh, wait. And then he still doesn't get it because he just recently t- tweeted, "How the fuck can teasing huge corporations and the richest, most privileged people in the world be considered right wing?" Like I can, I'm not. We're not. I don't think we're trying to defend a lot of the, like Hollywood, like elite. But yeah. like at the same time, it's like I think the problem in saying that like he owned them is the same thing as like Ben Shapiro owned like all these libs. It's like he just said a joke, and his stupid like monologue thing was like not even funny. And it's like he's doing like the same thing that they're doing. Like yeah. he's using his platform. If like honestly, if he really was. His, if he really was about that, then he'd be like, oh, "Why am I gonna? Why am I gonna do this? Why am yeah. I gonna host? I don't give a shit no yeah. more." Like that. Well, I would, don't want to deal with these people. Yeah, that would make that would make way more sense to be like, "Yeah, you're right." Like you had you literally had too much. Or you're like, "I don't want to be in the same room with those people." Yeah. I would totally be fine with that. I'd be like, "Yeah, of course. Why the fuck would you want to come out here?" Yeah. Though? If if instead of him hosting, he said no, and he put, and he tweeted that out, then I'd be like, "Oh shit." Because yeah. it'd be like, yeah, see, he also declined to, like, host their, their pat on the back. Oh, but, oh, what? He got, like, a check from it? And, oh, wow, you're saying, like, so he, so he, he's, he's speaking out against these people. Mm. But he's still taking a check from them? Yeah. Weird. It's almost like doesn't have real values. Mm. Strange. Disney Plus fans are freaking out that content is already being removed. Because I guess, um, what was it, Home Alone 1 and 2 are not on there anymore. Why is but it? But I guess um, they actually had like deals that extended past um, and were around before Disney+. Plus. So they they made these deals with different like distributors right to like to have like the broadcasting right or the streaming rights to like Home Alone or Home Alone 2. And so what they did was they they got them back for Disney plus to, to show you like, Oh, look at what we're going to have on here. But certain things unfortunately are going to be like moving on and off because they made these deals years before Disney plus was an, an idea or even a, like a concept. But yeah, it sucks. Like Disney promised like their content would not leave, but at the same time, it's like they had, they're, contra- they're contractually obligated to do this. So like, what do you want them to do? Like, I mean, Yes, Disney probably has the money to break their contracts and pay it like thousandfold. But like honestly, like would you rather they just fulfilled it and then like they could use that money to create something else like The Mandalorian season 3? Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm on both sides because yeah. The way that Disney launched this thing was that it was going to be the ultimate yeah. Like Disney app, like no matter what, right? This yeah. is what you're going to get. But when they do shit like this, it's like, 
So I just fucking lie then? <laughs> yeah. It's like, so you lied to us. One, but it's like, we didn't lie. We no. just didn't, we didn't specify every movie. We, we told you there wouldn't be a vault anymore, which there isn't. Everything that would be in a vault is out, which it is. I get it. It does feel like you did get bamboozled. Yeah. Because you're right. Like, the way that they, the way they, they said it and reframed it was like, mm. well, here's why we don't have The Last Jedi on there yet. Yeah. But we're going to have everything. Look, we have a whole Star Wars section. Yeah. So it's don't worry about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know that. The, I know some of your favorites aren't on here yet. Just don't worry about that. Eventually, everything's going to come back, right? It's all going to come in and out. I think that's what they. I think that's their way around, um, like the vault, is that it's like, well, but if we just give it all to them, they're not going to pay. Not they're not all going to pay for it. How do we make them all pay for it? Oh, we give it to them all right now, uh huh, and then we take some of it away, right? They'll be a little bit mad, but then you you promise them that you'll bring it back, and then you take something else away. You <laughs> promise that's going to come back. You give that back to them, and then you take something else away. It's like money. <laughs> what Disney likes money? <laughs> uh, yeah, but I mean, like it, it, for me, it's fine because it's Home Alone. Yeah. It's like. Fucking cares. People yeah, if it was something, time. I don't even know what it would have to take for me to be like. If it was like Brink, I'd fucking break this computer. Right? <laughs> like, you fucking took Brink from me? That's Just true. Brink, Brink, Brink is a no, um, deal breaker. No, but I, I mean, I get it. Like I said, I do get it. But at the same point, it does make sense. Mm. Uh, but if it is like, hey, so Lion King is going to go off for blah, blah, blah. And it's like. But that is a Disney, yeah. Movie, like that it's, when it's like a, a Disney animated film or whatever, like a Disney classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like it feels like Sword of Stone. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's something like The Little Mermaid, it's yeah. like you can't just what? Well, that's you can't something just that take it off. Yeah, because that's something you um, promote. Like we have The Little Mermaid. I would just hope that. This only has to do with, like, certain movies and stuff. Like, yeah, if if it's something where you can't watch, like, Beauty and the Beast yeah. six time, six months out of the year because, well, there's a contract. It's like, no, you fucking take care of that because no, that yeah, is yeah, yeah. that is your classic. That's the reason why yeah. people get Disney+. Plus. So. Now, if you had on there, like, Tarzan once out of the year, like, for a month, I'd be like, yeah, I'm fine with that. That's <laughs> like... Oh yeah, Tarzan. <laughs> Who the <laughs> hell watches Tarzan? Um, but then again, it's like I do hope that this is just finishing out contracts. Yeah, me I, too. Because at, at one point you want it; they want to become the Netflix of it's, it's, streaming, where you, you have to go to Disney to watch it. It really sounds like that's all it is: is that they have to finish out their contracts. Disney doesn't want to waste money and <laughs> breaking these contracts. Um. I don't know. It, like, yeah, I I kind of don't like it, but I kind of, like, I, I understand it. It's it's the same thing I feel about Disney. It's, I don't like it, but they keep reeling me back in with everything that they do. Yeah, like I said, it, it, as long as it's not a continuous thing where they're constantly remaking new contracts, I'm fine. I don't know. It's... It is dumb, but uh, I do understand the cries of the many. 
best answers. Do you have any idea what's going on out there? I'm gonna try and help you and your family. Hey, I want to thank you again for letting us stay here. through a few things. When we go out during the day, we like to stick to groups just for safety. The red door, it's the only way in and out of the house. It stays closed and locked all the time. <laughs> I have the keys. It's the only set. <laughs> Most important thing. What's he see? It's okay. Just go inside. We never go out at night. The door was already open when you got there. Yeah. Then who opened it? I think they're sick. Put your mask on. Nobody's sick here. Can't trust anyone but family. You don't get it. How old are you, Travis? If you're lying to me, I will kill you. It Comes at Night is a 2017 American horror film written and directed by Trey Edward Schultz. A highly contagious outbreak ravages the planet. Paul, his wife, Sarah, and their teenage son, Travis, are secluded in their home deep in the woods in an undisclosed location. After Sarah's father, Bud, contracts the disease, they kill him and burn his body in a shallow grave. The next night, they capture an intruder breaking into the house. Paul ties him to a tree and places a bag over his head overnight to confirm he is not suffering from the disease. The stranger, Will, explains he did not know the house was occupied and was searching for fresh water for his wife and his young son. Will offers to trade some of their food for water. Sarah suggests bringing the strangers to their home, reasoning the more people the easier it would be to defend themselves. Paul reluctantly agrees and drives Will to collect his family. Along the way, they are ambushed by two men. Paul kills them while accusing Will of setting him up. Will explains he fought them and assuages Paul's mistrust. Paul returns with Will, his wife Kim, and son Andrew. After establishing the rules Paul and Sarah used to stay safe, including A, keeping the only entrance locked with the key Paul or Sarah wear around their neck, and B, keeping nighttime excursions to a minimum, the two families establish a sense of normality and grow closer. One day, Travis's dog Stanley is barking aggressively and chases an unseen presence in the woods. Travis follows the dog into the woods before Stanley's barking suddenly ceases. Travis insists to Paul and Will he heard something in the woods. They return home after Paul assures Travis Stanley knows the woods and will find his way home. 
That night, Will seemingly contradicts the story he told Paul earlier about his and Kim's activities prior to finding the abandoned house. Paul's response suggests an increasing distrust of Will. That evening, Travis discovers Andrew sleeping on the floor of Bud's old room. Travis leads him back to his parents' room before hearing a sound from downstairs. Travis finds the front door of the house is slightly open and he hears noises. He wakes Paul and Will. They investigate finding a bleeding and gravely sick Stanley on the floor. They kill and burn the dog. After Travis reveals the door was open before he came downstairs, Sarah suggests sleepwalking Andrew open the door. Kim argues the possibility as tensions rise. Paul suspects Andrew is infected and decides they should quarantine in their separate rooms for a couple days so they can calm down and ensure no one is sick. The next morning, Travis overhears Andrew coughing constantly. A shot Kim tells Will they need to leave. Travis informs his parents Andrew might be infected, and as such, he too may be infected. Paul and Sarah don protective masks and gloves and take weapons to confront Kim and Will. After Paul asks to be let in to see if Andrew is sick, Will draws a gun and takes Paul captive. Will insists his family is healthy, repeatedly tells Andrew to keep his eyes shut, and orders Paul to remove the mask. Will demands Paul give him a fair share of food and water so they can leave. Paul and Sarah overwhelm Will and force him and his family outside. Will attacks Paul and tries to beat him to death as Sarah shoots Will in the back. Kim flees into the woods with Andrew. Paul fires at them, killing Andrew. Kim hysterically begs Paul to shoot her to end her misery, and he does. Later, Travis awakens in bed, visibly sick. His mother comforts him as he dies. Paul and Sarah, clearly infected, sit at the dinner table in silence as the film cuts to black. It comes at night. Yes. A movie that we talked about so much that I thought we reviewed it already. I think that was one we were going to review. Remember when we were first starting out, like trying to record? I think we were we were going to, or we yeah, tried because we definitely to. watched it in the way that we knew we were going to review it. Yeah, but yeah, I don't remember why we didn't or. I think we just, I think we we moved on and then we started doing more oh, different things. Yeah, I think it was like, oh, we'll just, we'll do we'll, that. We'll do it time. eventually. But then eventually know, became. 102. Yeah, eventually episodes. became, we already did it, right? So since we have reviewed it many times before without reviewing it, mm-hmm. tell me what you thought about it. Let me start off by anyone who hasn't seen this film, but goes and watches the trailer for it, I will warn you right now because, honestly, the trailer does it no justice. It makes you think there's something there when there isn't. Um, because what you what you end up finding out that the it and it comes at night doesn't refer to anything. It I th- Well, it does, but it's, I'll get into that li- later. But honestly, this movie, when I first saw it, I was blown away because I... I thought it was well made, like it's a well made film. It's amazing because it's like a very simplistic story when you get to, down to it, but it's done so well. And there's movies I could rec- like, I could, I could give out to be like, if you wanted a movie that that showed you like this is what acting is about. This is a movie what 
cinematography is about. This is a movie what, like, if you just want to have entertainment or you want an art, this is a movie that really is about atmosphere. And I think that's what helps it so much is because they shot it in a way where the dream sequences are anamorphic lenses that they used. And it just, it, it, it's just, it creates this sense of like dread every time that you're in a dream or like at the last like few minutes of the film where it's, it's shot all anamorphic, like it's supposed to be a dream, but it's not, you're in the real world. And you just have the sense of like the whole time, like what's out there. As soon as it starts, you get the sense of like, oh, there's a sickness, but like as soon as they, they burn the body and they, they leave it, they're like, let's get back inside. So, you know, there's this idea that there's something out there. Right. But the idea is that it's, it's not like a monster. It's just other people. And I'll get into like after you talk, but is there, is there a monster? Is there not a monster? So when we watched this film, we we already knew that it had a pretty bad reception. Yeah, from audiences. And this was a movie that we wanted to see originally. Mm-hmm. As I like, we remember the trailer. It was that door, that shot of them going to the red door and the dog. with the talking talk, you know, and everything. And it's I remember the trailer, but I don't remember why we never got to watch it. Mm-hmm. I think you would just. One of those things that just yeah. didn't get around to it. But we watch it, of course. And I remember specifically after watching it, I was thinking, why did everyone hate it? Like, know. it wasn't bad. It was different in the sense that it wasn't what the trailer brought. Because the way the trailer made it seem like was almost like a hereditary in a way. Yeah. Like, it was, it was strangely cut. Like, the way that the way that it pasted in the trailer made it seem like there was going to be a, a bunch of crazy shit. But the story we got, I think, played out better than yeah. what the trailer would have gave us. Mm-hmm. When it comes down to it, it's a story about family. Yes. <laughs> in the beginning, they literally have to say goodbye to a part of their family. Mm-hmm. And we don't know why. We know that there's a reason, like mm-hmm. I said, the sickness. But we don't know what it is. And the whole movie, you're waiting on, well, what is it? That's that's why I think like people, I think reacted to this movie wrong, is because they were expecting jump scare and, ooh, what's that monster thing in the woods? But it said you got like this actual like, chilling like portrayal of like of like a Sophie's Choice kind of thing where it's like, like what would you do in this situation? Would you let them like look at your kid? Just to force you guys out, like, because what are they going to do when they see, like, the kids that actually infected? They're going to want to kill them. And then it's like, but then in that point, it's like, would they have let them kill, um, what was it, Travis, if they found out he was sick? It's like that horrible conundrum of, like, well, do we have sympathy for, or empathy for our fellow humans and allow them in just to die? Or do we, like, shut them out and let them be on their own to survive? And I think that's where Schultz is great when he he wrote this. Because it's like, the it from It Comes at Night is, as he says, it's it's fear. It's the unknown. His whole thing is that it's what's behind the red door, right? It's that idea that as soon as they come in for for the night and they shut that door, there's anything that's out there. It could be anything. 
right? And that's what comes at night is that fear of the unknown and that fear that we let in something and now it's going to cause our whole, like we're basically going to die now because we're letting it in. And that's kind of what they did. And then there's the whole idea of like who let the dog in right too. Cause it's like, did the little kid do it? And that's how he got infected. Or I was watching, um, like a YouTuber and he was like, like maybe Travis actually went and got him not knowing, like maybe he was like sleepwalking or so, or, or, or he didn't know what he was doing. Like he it was like, like thinking of it as a dream. Yeah. Because like the way that they make his dream seem mm-hmm. like they're very vivid. Yeah. And very realistic. Like he went and got the dog, brought it back and just forgot. And like, he thought it was a dream. And like, then he got, infe- but then Andrew got infected because he brought the dog in and he went to the door and saw the dog and then went and wandered back to the room. That's another thing that this does really well is that it plays on this idea of anything could kind of be the sickness or plague or whatever. Cause we don't know anything about it. For all we know, aliens came down yeah. and infected this whole whatever or uh, uh world war three started and you know it was everything. like chemical warfare or yeah something. you know what i mean it kind of paints this picture of well we don't really know what's going on and that both adds to it but at the same point it's not that important it's one of those things where we talk about where we don't have to have someone sit down and be like oh, remember the days before the sickness Remember waking up and and everyone, you know, we, ev- everything on the news. Like we don't need. We that. don't need any of that. Yeah, like Trey Edward Schultz. He said that he he already knew what happened before and he knew what happened after. He wanted to show like a particular part of what of what was going on in the story, and that's some t- something that we like we've brought up before too. Where it's like, yeah, sometimes what makes a good story is just seeing a snippet of like this bigger story and you're not really told everything, but it's just what happens in there. That is like what makes the story. And I think that's what people like got upset with was because yeah. they wanted, see, it's the same thing we said before. It's like, I, they wanted an explanation for things, but as soon as you get an explanation, then they get upset because they're like, well, that's not what I thought it was. And it's like, but then he's not going to give you an explanation and you're going to, well, why, 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 why? So, well, so the dog just ran away by itself, crying and stuff. Yeah. Do- dogs do that. Yeah. Have you never had a dog before? And I give credit to the movie for doing that mm-hmm. because it kind of ties in this idea that maybe there is something out there, Yeah. but whatever it is, isn't as scary as what's happening in the house. Yeah. It isn't as scary as, you trying to you trying to live like you did prior to whatever this is but always having to step on eggshells because you don't know if those people are still trustworthy they have yeah. a kid but bad people can have kids exactly uh, that you know how how is he supposed to know that this guy's trustworthy or that the his girl is is insane or sane um or that their kid isn't some crazy psycho. Well, a different YouTuber I was watching, he brought up the fact that maybe Will was lying the whole time and he didn't, this actually wasn't his wife and kids, that he met them and then, like, like they were hooking up or whatever and then, like, 
that's why he was like lying about like the brother and like all that and like yeah. well, well no like this and that like he had to come up with a story just to get them like away from where they were and maybe those guys were involved like see like the movie makes you it makes you, you could, think yeah you could kind of tie in a lot of different theories but then at the same time like none of those theories could be correct that's what, but see, like I, I think for us, we like that idea of like, well, we could sit here and theorize all day, but at the end of the day, we're not going to know. But that also helps to make it like a great, like move. Because th- there's a lot that in the story, you can say, well, maybe that's why he acted this way, mm-hmm. or maybe he thought, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. The dog running away could be another animal. Yeah, it could be like some wolf or something that's out there or uh, a wild turkey or something. I mean, he's like a, I don't know what kind of dog he is, but he looks like he's more of like a husky-ish, like, like, I don't know. Some, he's some kind of dog that looks like he'd, he'd hunt, right? Where it's like, yeah, if it hears like anything moving, it's probably going to go after it. And maybe that's what it was. Maybe that's all it was. Maybe it was someone else trying to come. Or maybe, yeah, maybe it was someone else that like, Maybe it was part of, like, their plan. Like, see, like, you could make any theory. Maybe, like, Will was, like, they're they're sent in to, like, see if they could overtake him. And, like, the whole idea was to get the dog away from the house and, like, draw the the dog away, right, before it could make make any sounds when they come at night, right? See? (laughs) It comes at night. Um, but there's any, any number of theories that you could, you could put to it. Right. Even with all that, that doesn't matter because the story still takes place. Yeah. (laughs) Cause that's outside of the story. Yeah. And that's the one thing that I think we really like about these stories Mm. when they do this stuff, because it gives you so much to think about, but you still get the story as is. And it's still intriguing. It still gets you emotional when you're like, what's going to happen? Yeah. Who did open the door? Why aren't they that like why are these why is he playing off so so like normal? Like that's a big deal. Cause the 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 crazy thing about that, yeah, is like he couldn't open the door, he's too small. And it's like Yeah, yeah he's kinda right. But I mean, he could have easily got something and jumped and turned it up and all this stuff and whatever, but why would he do that? Yeah. But what we got what I thought was really great. Mm-hmm. It's a perfect it's a perfect story that shows you you don't have to always have a beginning. Uh, you don't always have to hand or have an end. You could just have this story being told, and it's still captivating, and it's still entertaining to watch. And that's what it does really well. So, obviously, this movie's two thumbs up. Yes. Uh, definitely go watch it. It's, like I said... The trailer paints this different picture. I would say don't even watch the trailer. Like like we said, it's not the horror film that you think it is, Mm-mm. but it's still so good. Mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to get straight to the point this time. Box office numbers. Do we really need to like gauge anything by them? Like realistically because i feel like that's just something that businesses do that i feel like a lot of like critics like to do they like to use it and then they also like to use it against things because they'll be like look at the box office numbers for this it was abysmal but honestly like 
it's because it was such a terrible film. Or they'll use it where it's like, I can't believe the box office numbers were so bad. It's such a great film. Look at the other critics. They, they praise it just like I do. And then like what people still say year after year, they're like, the box office has been um, terrible each year since I think, what, like 2010 or something. They've been like, each year it steadily gets worse and worse. And th- you know what? They're right. Last... Last year, it it only did eleven point four billion, as opposed to two thousand eighteen, which did eleven point nine billion. But they'll do that a lot with like with movies, where they'll be like, "Rise of Skywalker's um, uh, box office for this week fell seventy percent." It's like, yeah, but it's still the number one movie at the box office. It's just not as many people are seeing it as were before. But they're still seeing it. Like they try and they try and manipulate with this thing. And like as we've seen before, like box office doesn't equate anything because Fast and the Furious still like shatters like the box office all the time. And things that we like like we say all the time, like, oh, like people should see this more constantly go under radar or go under the radar because because the studios see it more as for themselves to gauge, like, oh, like, will this movie be profitable? But, like, I feel like the average person puts too much stock in it. You know what I mean? I, I just think that, like, people need to stop worrying about it. Like, th- this this article was saying how that despite the strong 2019 offerings, the year was plagued by too many flops. Like, Charlie's Angel and Dark Phoenix. They bring up things like, um, like the like Doctor Sleep, and it's like, yeah, but like Doctor Sleep and Charlie's Angels were good movies. It's just people are dumb and they just didn't go see it. But you're using that as a way to be like, see, we know what we're talking about. Like that movie was terrible because no one went to go see it. If it was a, a huge thing, the decline in the last five to seven years should be like sixty percent. Mm. Yeah, and then I think they'll they'll point to the they'll, they'll they try and point to it like oh Lion King was a terrible movie. It's like yeah, but it it smashed the box office for all that people criticize it for. Like everyone went to go see it, and it's like see you honestly cannot trust the like box office at all. Like and I think people they try and do that same thing too with like. The people going to the theaters, they try and make a correlation of like, oh, it's because of streaming stuff that people don't go to the movies anymore. It's like, it's it's only down by 0.5% of, of billions of dollars. Like, I could understand if it was like $11 billion, right? And then this and then this year it was $6 billion, Then it's like, oh, shit. Like, something happened that people are not going to the movies anymore. But it's not enough to even, like, knock it down from 11 to anything else. We talked about this, I think, maybe our last episode. The The times are changing, so, of course, box offices aren't going to be the same as they were in 1985 or something, yeah. right? I mean, that just fucking makes sense because exactly. things are just different now. It's just how it is. Which is funny, too, because if you look back to any any news from then, they're all talking about how, you know what's going to kill the box office? Video cassettes. This is going to kill. No one's going to want to go to the movies anymore. And we're how many years <laughs> removed from that? 
Yeah, because streaming, uh, we 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 thought we thought we had it right with VHS, but it was actually streaming. Hmm. That was it. We just didn't know it at the time. Uh, no, but I mean, yeah, we've talked about this a bunch of times, mm. and it's not the fact that people just don't want to go. It's the fact that people have a lot of different opportunities now. And and you know, like there are movies where the the bombing is for a reason, right? Like. Ready Player One. No, like Mortal Engines. Like Mortal Engines. A movie that they built up from the get-go that, oh, it's going to cost all, all this money. It's going to be huge. Oh, it's this new epic. Ep- oh, this is going to be amazing. And then it came out, and it's like, oh, yeah, we need to pull it like the third week because <laughs> we're going to lose money. Yeah, because it, it bombed that hard. Yeah. People just weren't interested in it. Yeah. But then there's there's things where like people are like they they automatically pan it already like Bumblebee right but like it's Transformers of course it was gonna blow the box office right that's what a Transformers movies does because although what critics will say it's like people go and see these movies and we talked we brought it up before sometimes people don't have the luxury like we do where we don't have to pay as much for like movie <laughs> tickets but people will will wait to like. Oh wait, Transformers is coming out. I could either see that or The Lighthouse. Like there were there were honestly times, it seems like not that long ago, where it, it would be it would be like I could see this movie here, but I have to pay seventeen dollars. Yeah. And I just don't want to pay that when I could wake up I could sleep in, wake up at two o'clock in the morning hit the AMC, uh, you know, a little bit after and watch a whole movie for four ninety nine. Exactly. Uh, and, and yeah, I mean, sometimes it's just, you don't want to pay for that ticket. But then again, there is, there are those times where it's like, Hey, we go to the movies tonight. It's only like five bucks. Oh, okay. Yeah. But that's not everywhere. <laughs> and sometimes we forget that people don't have the luxury we have where, we can decide, like, I don't really want to go to Roadhouse. I think Harkin's going to be too packed. Like, let's see if there's anything at Cinemark. You want to hear something ridiculous? Is that they, they said that Dark Phoenix was ripped as one of the worst X-Men movies ever released, according to multiple outlets. And his box office receipts was a drag on Disney's bottom line. And I was like, this in the same year that Endgame came out. Like people, I think I think they have a disconnect, a disconnection from things. And I think that's the separation people have in their mind that this movie is so bad and it's so horrible. Oh my god, it's just it's ruining Disney. I mean, yeah, Endgame came out, but we're not going to talk about Endgame. It's oh, like you have to talk about Endgame. Oh wait, this was the worst year. 2018 was terrible, but this was worse. We're down by a, a, a percentage point. Can you believe that? It's like, come talk to me when we're like in the, the millions. Because then I'd be like, okay, something's wrong. And we don't know what's going to go on in the future. We don't, know if, we don't know if there really is a huge decline happening or if there's going to be an upswing. We don't know. Like we, the, Where we are... In our region, is so different in other places. Yeah. Even in like, even like a, like a California. You think of California, is so big and and everyone's there and all. This. I went to California once. and We had to drive like twenty minutes to go to a movie theater. You, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
but the where we are is so different from everywhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can't fully see that because when they say this shit, it's like, oh, movies are in decline, people aren't going, and then, and then it's like. Oh, but they built that new Harkins there. Oh yeah, and then see. Oh, and then they they built up this roadhouse here. And then the good thing about like sir like we have here like certain Harkins or AMC's play will play movies that are more limited released. And I get like places like um, like if, even in Flagstaff, like they only the two Harkins they have like are far away from each other, and one will show. I think only has like five theaters or something. It's 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 honestly it's a bigger conversation that we can have. But the conversation isn't, look how sad a d- decline it is. It's more of, like, how, like, movies are distributed. Distributed, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the short answer is, no, there isn't some crazy decline happening. In fact, with <laughs> the Godfathers of film itself, Disney, <laughs> they're trying to do every single movie as it was a billion-dollar movie. Yeah. That's what they shoot for right now. Mm-hmm. They know that if they release four to seven movies that there's a good chance that a couple of them if not you know all of them could hit a billion and what's funny too is that they try and they try and you know what they're trying to pin it on is is streaming but it's like it's funny because it's like disney plus didn't come out till november so we've had the same streaming that we had before we only had two months of disney plus i honestly don't think that's big enough to affect what they think it did, Dom, because why did cats do oh, so bad? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I forgot you love cats. But with that, guys, we'll just say thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. If you want to support us, please follow us on any of your streaming services mm-hmm. Apple, Stitcher, yeah. Google. We are on Spotify, Spotify, so check us out on that. Oh, the big one. We link. also release our stuff through YouTube. So mm. if you haven't followed our YouTube, we do have a link in every single episode that takes you to our YouTube page. Yes. Or you can follow our social media accounts. That's tw- Twitter, Instagram, INTB underscore podcast. Or you can email us directly at intbpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. Let us know. Do you honestly feel that there is a decline with... Uh, how much people go to the movies or is that just made of shit so people can write <laughs> stories and get paid yeah and let us know like did you like it comes at night like did you not like it like what are your theories let us know like because i i really i really want to know yeah or uh just message us and tell us how your holiday went yeah was it fun or was it exciting do you have any um what are they called new year's resolutions maybe a resolution is to Listen to more INTB podcasts, which you can do. Um, Our resolution is to try to put more content out for you guys. (coughs) So hopefully sometime this year we can try and experiment with other cool things. Or maybe just like everyone else's New Year's resolution, we'll give it up after a couple weeks. (laughs) Probably. But until then, guys, as always, remember. It's not that bad. It's not that.